Hey everyone, welcome to the Reality Check Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, uh, one of your hosts here, Rob, and with me as always is Jansen. How's it going today, bud? Going good. That's good, that's good. Lots of funny stuff happening in wrestling this week, and by funny I mean like, you know, some some dirty things going on that are uh, being aired across the... uh, interwebs about certain people's attitude and things of that nature uh new deals being signed uh brackets getting messed up uh <laughs> yeah i know i know uh before we even went on air uh, i could i could already feel i could already feel jansen like fuming um about uh the results of the first round of the tag team classic so um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, I, I wanted to start off, uh, actually, uh, we'll start off talking about, uh, the villain. Um, I'm kind of going in a different order than I just talked to you about. I'm sorry. Good talk, <laughs> um, but, uh, so the villain, Marty Skrull, been with ring of honor for a minute. Obviously he's done, uh, things with, uh, new Japan pro wrestling and all that kind of stuff. And everyone honestly expected when his uh, contract, his exclusive contract was over with Ring of Honor, that he would jump ship to the rest of the elite uh, with all elite wrestling. Well, that time has finally come, and apparently he has decided to re-sign with Ring of Honor. And not only that, has he re-signed an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor, um, well, it's, I guess it's not truly an exclusive contract. He has the options to work wherever he pleases. Um, but he is also the head booker now for the entire company. Wait. You said it wrong. How did it? He, he's the head booker. Oh, God. Of Ring of Honor. Sorry, but he, but he's not. We're the talking king. wrestling. Yeah, but but he's not the king. He's the villain. I, I don't care. Still, <laughs> if you're gonna say Booker, you gotta say it. Booker. 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 All right. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Jansen, what are your what, what are your thoughts on uh, on him working this uh, deal with Ring of Honor here? Good on him. You know, uh, it, I feel like it's one of those things like. You know, we are seeing how AEW is going. AEW, obviously, you know, another piece of information is that, you know, they just got their TV show extended to 2023. So, I mean, you know, obviously they still have things on tap. I mean, like there's DVD things that are supposed to be coming up. Um, like, and then they're getting a, a third hour of programming on TNT. So, I mean, that's, I mean, they're doing well. Um I think what, you know, Marty sees is Marty sees that there's a obvious, you know, void that was left when the Young Bucks and Cody and Hangman and, you know, SCU. I mean, like, they're AEW handpicked, like, half of the roster from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And Ring of Honor has been a staple among the hardcore wrestling fans for so long that, it was almost a shame to see how things have kind of devolved since then. And like how many fans like just kind of including myself have really just kind of stepped away. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, for Marty Skrull to step up and, you know, bring that, 
you know, his his style and, you know, pageantry and he clearly cares about the gimmicks and cares about character development and all of those things. I mean, I think that it could be very well done. I mean, I could see a lot of that British influence in that booking. And I think that it will be, I think in the long run, it'll really help out Ring of Honor. Agreed. You know, and, and, and you mentioned the fact that he, that he cares, right? Okay. So it was uh, reported, not, uh, not this past Wrestle Kingdom that just happened, but the previous one, I think, or maybe it was the one before, um, I believe he was going in and he was defending the junior heavyweight championship and he had, he came out with this elaborate entrance with like these like mechanized crow's wings. Um, I don't remember or know if you remember that uh, or not Jansen, but it was, it was really impressive. And apparently on being the elite, they talked about the fact that he had to like, he had to not, uh, ship them but he had to get these through like airport security and everything like he was hauling these wings with him from his home to japan and they got damaged partially uh at some point during this and he's in the back like scrambling before wrestle kingdom goes on the air just to be able to try to like make sure they work and everything that's that is the sign of someone who cares and they care about you know like you said that pageantry that they that they put forth and you know and I mean, like, the fans really gravitate towards him. I mean, I definitely did. And the first, you know, a couple times I saw Marty Skrull work, I was sold. Um, not because, not just because he's from Cambridge, which is also where my family co- originates from, um, like, which was pretty neat. And I, I, this is just a bit of information that I was like, oh my goodness, like, he's, it's awesome. Um, but, <laughs> There too. I mean, we can't forget Marty Skrull's. Like one of Marty Skrull's best friends in the industry is Nick Aldis. Like mm-hmm. they go way back. So I mean, I feel like this is just going to be like good news, not just for Ring of Honor, but for NWA. Like I mean, to have like you know as many screens as NWA can be on, the better it is. I think for wrestling in general. I mean, I'm one of those like old school wrestling historian kinds of people <laughs> like, and I really like the fact that, you know, the 10 pounds of gold is, you know, is uh, not 10 pounds. I don't know. Um, no, it's, it, it's, it's called the 10 pounds of gold. They, yeah. That's how they refer to it. Yeah. Like is, you know, is it's a thing again. And, and it's becoming more prevalent with the NWA power show they have going and, I mean, the fact that all this showed up at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view and, you know, like, I feel like it, it's, it could lead to a better working relationship with them. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. New Japan, you know, obvi- was working with Ring of Honor for a long time. So, I mean, I think that it's just, like, if you can kind of bring some of those things together, I mean, it, it could work out pretty well. You know, I, I don't see, I also don't see it as a negative thing if you can get cross-promotion things with Ring of Honor and AEW. And, I mean, obviously, there's relationships there. So, I mean, you know, Marty's a pretty vital piece to all of this. So, I think that it's a, it's good for him, and it's good for Ring of Honor, and it's good for wrestling as a general whole. hmm Yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, that, that deal allowing him to work for other companies. I mean, man, I mean, like if there was going to be another cruiserweight classic in WWE, I mean, you could legitimately see Marty squirrel on a WWE screen just because he can, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that he necessarily would, but he, you could. Right. So, or, um, you know, at, at an NXT UK event or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, and I think that Vince and Triple H really have kind of delved into that. And I, I, I don't want to call Ring of Honor like an indie promotion, but it, they're about as close to an indie promotion as you're going to feel in a televised sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, like with their of involvement with Evolve and the, all of that stuff, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, they kind of look into that and try to, they uh, they obviously, I mean, WWE has had working relationships with Ring of Honor for, like, video production stuff. So, I mean, it, it benefits. And, again, you know, the more that there is options out there, the more it, you know, highlights other people, but also highlights, you know, the WWE product. So it's like if you're, you know, competition is not necessarily a bad thing if it's bringing out the best in everyone. Yeah. Uh, According to uh, PW Insider, so his original contract ended uh, in November, um, and it's unclear the length of his new contract, but uh, he was offered, quote, WWE main roster money and only have to work 40 dates per year for Ring of Honor. Um, it was confirmed that he'll be taking on lead booking and creative duties as well, too. Uh, according to Uncle Dave, um, uh, he, according to Uncle Dave, he is actually not the head booker. I guess that was actually a mistake that I uh, found out. That role remains with Delirious, um, but he is one of the lead bookers now. And his contract does allow him to work for the other companies like we were talking about. Um, uh, Skrull wants to try to form a working relationship between AEW and Ring of Honor. Um, and that uh, this is probably the most lucrative in lucrative deal in Ring of Honor history. So, yeah, good for him. Uh, good that he's doing, you know, doing his thing and uh, hopefully going to make the world of wrestling better. So I like it. Dig it. Um, so let's, let's go ahead and move on to the, uh, part that I know you're chomping at the bit for a little bit. Uh, so let's, uh, let's talk the dusty tag team classic. Um, so in the first round matches, so there were, you know, the two first round matches, um, the undisputed era went over Gallus, um, which not entirely surprising. I mean, you know, it was it was a really cool match, being that it was the the tag team champions versus the uh, UK tag team champions, uh, and um, they did. One sec. Uh, before before we get too far, I just want to say that every single one of these matches have 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 lived up to the classic name, though. I will oh, yeah. say that every single one of these matches has been absolutely phenomenal. That that being said, go ahead. Yeah. Um. The, the, there was probably only like all of them have been really good. The probably like worst of the matches, probably the next one I'm going to talk about. But, um, so yeah, Undisputed Era went over Gallus. Um, and then 
you know, in, in our kind of like wild card thing, the, the broser weights, as they're being called now, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn, uh, did go over former UK tag champs, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Um, and that match was uh, really good. Um, and I completely skipped the thing. I, I was like, oh, yeah, the next match was kind of blah. And then I talk about the broser weights. Oh, yeah, that match was good. Um Mm-hmm. Imperium went over the Forgotten Sons, and if anything, that was probably the most. That one's probably the worst match of the tournament thus far, but it was still good as well too. Yeah. I, I thought both teams played their parts very well. It was the shortest one by far, um, at like around five minutes, but it was it was it was still a good match. Um, and then and then we get to the final uh, match of the round one which was the grizzled young veterans going against the time splitters kushida and the quote-unquote debuting alex shelley and i'll let jansen vent for a second now (laughs) i was trying to keep calm (laughs) let it out buddy let it out that's what we that's why we have this platform like i know that i know that it's it's the wwe way of hey Welcome in this guy that we're not going to re- reference anywhere that he's actually worked um, because, you know, we don't want to do that. Well, well but, I, I will say that that WWE, like in, in any of the promotional materials or whatever, they may not reference it. But Mauro Ranallo, he gives no Fs, man. They I come know, out I, and he's like, these are two time IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champion. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I was like, good on you, Mara. <laughs> good on you for not, like, glossing over the past, you know. Um, I mean, they're like, oh, yeah, they tag team together in the, you know, in the past in Japan. Like, okay, mm-hmm. but where in Japan, you know? But anyhow, um, I mean, this match, it, it was one of those things, like it, like, it was that surprisingness. And the way that they had been building Kushida, really, I was like, okay, whoever he tags with, they're going to be the the ones to beat. And Crystal Young veterans have already been established, really, in the NXT UK brand, um, having been champions, and you know everybody hates Zach Gibson. Um, but it it just felt like it was like like you really knew like I will say, I will say, as far as booking goes. It's, it is the best call, but it's, it is also surprising. And mm-hmm. it, that's one of those things that like we as the I, IWC um, need to remember is that we're always asking for, we're, we always want those surprising things. Those like, you know, oh, I didn't see that coming sort of booking decisions. But then when they happen, we go, but you didn't pick our favorite guy. And and then we and then we get all upset. So it's one of those things like I can respect the booking, but I I personally love you know Alex Shelley as part of the Motor City Machine Guns and following them in Ring of Honor and in TNA and all that. Like they were some of my favorites. So to see Alex Shelley finally make his quote unquote WWE debut, um, mm-hmm. and then to lose, like to get the pin. Like he gets pinned, you know. They're like, "Oh, hey, let's welcome this guy who's actually really, really good that you've never like half of you've never heard of," and of course he'll get the loss. 
you know. Well, that, they're, they're going to protect their actual contracted superstar, obviously, when I, they have that option. Yeah, and I get it. I get the like I said, I get every. I understand the booking, and I understand from like a storytelling sense. The Grizzled Young Veterans just got massive heat, heel heat with IWC, and now those those crowd chants of "If you hate Gibson, shoes off" are going to be even louder. You know, so it did the job. I mean, all around, it did a great job. It highlighted Shelley to the to a new crowd, and you know, established them as a legit tag team. That if they were to have an option to you know to participate in the tag division could definitely run for the tag titles and have a run with them, you know? Um, so it, it makes sense. I'm, I'm just, I hate Gibson. So that's fair. A lot of people do. Uh, I, I like to hate him. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 it's entertaining to hate him. I think it is. Um, but yeah, no, to, to your point. Yeah, no, I wish they would have won as well too. Um, but, you know, they haven't closed the door on the idea that, uh, that you know, there may be a run in here. Like, they're probably not going to sign Shelly to a full-time contract uh, type of thing, but they could utilize Shelly in a way to continue to get Kushida over until Shelly's ready to step back. You know, because they were reporting um, he's been working as a uh, help, uh, like guest trainer at the performance center. I think we've already talked about that, but they've uh, th- that could be kind of like, you know, hey, we want to bring you in as a you know full time trainer type thing. But would you be interested in having a, a small run in NXT? You know, reuniting with Kushida on a on a regular basis. Um, help get him over. He could be a mouth. He could be a mouthpiece for the team, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So they haven't closed the door on that. That, that is for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, w- I would have liked to see him, uh, move on, but what's done is done. Um, so we got, uh, next week, uh, this coming Wednesday, they are going to do the, the semifinals. Um, and that is going to be uh, Imperium facing the Broserweights, so NXT UK versus NXT, and then the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Undisputed Era, so again, UK versus regular NXT. And they don't have a final date announced officially for the end of the tournament, so if I had to wager a guess, Grizzled Young Veterans are going over UK, or, uh, Undisputed Era. Yep, because and- Imperium's going to get involved probably and then undisputed era is going to turn around and get involved with that so the browser weights are going over uh imperium so we are going to have at worlds collide as we already talked about the the match will end up being between a uk team and a regular team and it will be at worlds collide uh the browser weights are going to probably end up facing nxt uk's uh grizzled young veterans um so you know, and the Dusty Tag Team Classic has had a has had a history of these throw together teams winning over like established teams. So at this point now, do the Broserweights take it all? I don't know. I I'm really not sold on Matt Riddle not turning. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels like 
is forthcoming. But we also thought that a time splitters win and this entire thing was forthcoming and look where we are. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say our original bracket completely busted. I mean, which, <laughs> which again is a testament to the booking decisions of NXT and NXT UK that, you know, at least we're not sitting here going, Oh yeah, we know that this is going to happen. And, Lo and behold, it does. So, Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, it should be. uh, No matter, no matter the uh, final result, I think we're going to have good matches. It just obviously would make no sense for Undisputed Era to face Imperium when they're facing each other at Worlds Collide, anyways. Yeah, but who knows? I guess we'll see, right? Yep. Um, so, uh, speaking of Worlds Collide, obviously the last event was UK TakeOver. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the, the event in its entirety? I watched most of it. Um, it was a little busy with other things, but I watched most of it. This, this one. But I'll probably go back and rewatch it. Okay. Um, so, out of whatever you watched, like, what was kind of your favorite match? Um, the tag, the tag ladder. That's not I mean, surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, I mean that those groups are starting to establish themselves. It's like that, that new core group, and that's what I like about the UK brand is like the tag division stuff. But they, they, because it, it has that old school feel of almost like Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian versus, um, you know, Dudley Boys, uh, sort of feuding. So I like it, and. I mean, obviously, I mean, Southwell subculture was doing their high fly stuff, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would agree that was definitely a match. Um, I will say it was it wasn't my favorite match. Um, I uh, I will say that I really liked the Eddie Dennis seven match. Um, okay. I, I thought that was I thought that was a really good show opener. Um, it, it, it made me excited for the rest of the card. Um, but, uh, honestly, the, the Walter Joe coffee match, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was real surprised at how much I liked that match just cause, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, Farva quite a few times, uh, on our show already. And I, I did say, honestly, I, I, th- I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was going to be the Gallus kingdom here uh this week going into the uk but um uh valter did retain I, I just thought it was i thought it was a really good match it was it was a real hard hitting match i think you know especially considering one year almost uh, i think it was to the day almost that they uh that valter had appeared at the end of pete dunn versus joe coffee at uk takeover 1 and just unceremoniously booted the Iron King out of the ring. Um, I, I thought this was a good redemption. Whether he won the title or not, I I felt like he had a very good redemption uh, for himself, for Gallus, uh, for everything that he stands for in that respect. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that was actually a match coming out of that. Hmm. And then, of course, right after the match, you know, we get uh, get uh, UK takeover undisputedly. <laughs> yes. 
So, uh, and, and that was good. Not, not incredibly surprising, um, you know, but it was, it was a nice touch to have all four members of Imperium standing in the ring doing their, you know, their, their chest puffing, uh, stance or whatever you want to call it. And even, even got, even got so far as like, I'm like, okay, that's how they're ending the show. They had the little copyright logo thing down in the corner. And then all of a sudden here's undisputed era attacking the crap out of them. Yeah. You know, dropping that liter of cola on Imperium. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and it, it did really good to set it up. Um, and obviously, you know, like we were just talking about with the Dusty Tag Team Classic, they are going to be in the building with each other uh, this coming Wednesday. I do think, you know, the 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 stuff will hit the proverbial fan in their uh, in their respective matches. Uh, one of them will be the main event of the night, I'm sure, and it will be uh, just complete and total anarchy by the end of it. Uh, uh-huh. Just to just to set up for Saturday, so. But yeah, um, to to run down other things, you know, uh, in the in the card, Eddie Dennis did defeat Trent Seven. Uh, Kaylee Ray uh, defeated Tony Storm and Piper Niven to retain the UK Women's Championship. Honestly, thought after watching that match that Piper Niven was probably going to be taking it. Um, I, I I really didn't think that they would bother to give it to Tony when she's about to get a, a regular uh, NXT Women's match. So. Uh, Tyler Bate defeated Jordan Devlin because Finn Balor light finally came into his own and they still don't really know what to do with him and his talent. So, yeah. So let's just feed him to Tyler Bate. Uh, not that I, not that I dislike Tyler Bate, you know, uh, he's, he's a big, strong boy. Love Mustache mountain. Um, I just, I don't know. Like when, you know, I called him Finn Balor, um, because that's how I felt about him when I first saw him in the, in the UK title tournament and then at UK takeover. And it was just like, yeah, but over the past year, he's, I, I think, I think despite the fact he's been fed a few squash matches, I think he's really come into his own. And yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely started respecting him a lot as a performer and he's out of Finn Balor's shadow. Um, which is something that's not really easy to do, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, Gallus did uh, retain uh, the tag titles in the uh, ladder match. Uh, and then, of course, Walter did uh, retain against Joe Coffey. So uh, overall, it was, uh, it was a pretty good card. I do recommend it if you guys get a chance to uh, watch the card in its entirety. Um, you know, start to finish, I think the, I think the only time that I was quote-unquote board was maybe you know a little bit during the Tyler Bate Jordan Devlin match so all right so we're moving on hey we might actually be under an hour this time folks (laughs) first time ever um but (laughs) now because even when I did split the last episode the first episode was over an hour and the second one was almost there as well to do so um so the biggest thing that's going on, I think, in wrestling right now is um, we're going to talk about Impact, folks. Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it is still a thing. TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, it is still a thing. 
And they've been making some headlines, and not just because they decided to give Tessa Blanchard the women or the uh, world championship. That's right. Tessa Blanchard is the Impact World Champion, not the women's champion, the world champion. Now, we've talked about Tessa Blanchard a couple times uh, previously, um, you know, even to the point where we had, I had down on a list of things to talk about was, uh, you know, Tessa Blanchard in her rise to this spot on Impact Wrestling. But now she's getting a little uh, heat for something else. Um, so she tweeted out before her world championship win, um, she tweeted out, Hey women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. So that that garnered the attention of a women's champion, Allison Kay. Um, who let's see here. Uh, she tweeted back. Remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? the audacity of this tweet. Um, a few other people kind of came out to it, uh, you know, talking about, you know, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard this story. She's a bully in the locker room, yada, yada, yada type of thing. Um, she tweeted back finally that it was not true. And, um, even though all these people, including NXT star Chelsea Green, have commented about their negative experiences with her, uh, they've claimed that it's not true. Well, she finally broke silence officially and issued a statement. Over the last week, I have been accused of calling fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read to this allegation, or to read this allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I never have to. Racism is an awful part of American history and is equally awful that it is still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can. Um, Allison Kay again responded to this uh, by saying, you can try to babyface the fans, but the majority of our peers know Rosa's story is true. Uh, I think it was La Rosa, uh, La Rosa Negra um, was the woman in question uh, that she apparently said the N-word to. Uh, uh but the majority of our peers know Rosa's story is true, and that's what matters. I really hope that one day the other two witnesses of this incident come forward and they're exposed you not only as a racist, but a liar and an undeniable scumbag. So, you know, obviously it's all going to be he said, she said, but after, after looking at everything, so, like, what's your kind of take on this, I guess, right now, Jansen? Um... It's one of those things like I get I get them wanting to like say stuff, but I feel like in general we live in a day and age where any little tiny thing that somebody you know, she was trying to use a platform to like empower women and I get that, you know, she sounds a bit hypocritical 
in the comments and everything. I get that. But it's also like she was trying to do something positive and then you know, maybe to a who knows, maybe she's trying to make up for the fact that she's done that in the past. You know, you know, did she did this person bother did Allison K even bother to like, you know, say say something to her face instead of just going on Twitter? You know, I get the hypocriticalness, but it's also like I feel like it just it takes everything away. You know, mm-hmm. like there's there's no empowerment being done in this entire thing. I mean, in my understanding, you know, Tessa Blanchard was the second person, the second woman to win a world championship. And I will give my reasoning because Sexy Star had won it for Lucha Underground. But... Mm -hmm. Even though Lucha Underground wasn't a technical acknowledged federation or whatever, they still had AAA titles and stuff on there. Well, if you if you go by that reasoning, to the same regard, um, Kimberly, the uh, uh, she was in NXT for a minute as Abby Lath. She won the Chikara Grand Championship. Uh, yeah. years back. So, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, I don't know, everybody's quick to, quick to jump to, like, tear somebody down when something positive is happening, or to bring up some stuff from the past that they had, that they're like, oh, you know, I, I, they probably hadn't even thought about that moment in years or whatever. And then, you know, this sort of thing happens. And then of course you're like, ah, I got to make a name for myself. So I'm going to jump in on this and tell this story about how you were racist and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, we're like, as a, as a society, and this is not just for wrestling, but like in general, everybody needs to, I think, calm down and realize that, no one is perfect, you know, and if the message that they're trying to portray is one of positivity and, you know, empowerment or something along those lines, then allow that person to continue to do that. You know, it's almost an ignorance is bliss sort of thing I get, but what does anybody gain from somebody's character being run through the mud so now the impact world championship is now tied to this story Mm -hmm. you know as if impact wasn't having a rough time enough as an organization (laughs) they book this thing thinking oh we're you know wwe wants to talk about women you know evolution stuff well our world champion is going to be a woman yep you know that'll get headlines and it should the headline should read, you know, women, a woman wins the Impact World Championship. You know, that's a big deal. You know, given what the history we just went down, you know, third woman, you know, to win a major, major championship in a organization. And then, I mean, like there's, you know, there was obviously other women to win male championships, like 
you know, China had the Intercontinental Championship there for a while. I mean, I know that, you know, other women held the cruiserweight and the hardcore championships and the 24-7 championship, if you actually want to count that as an actual championship. Um, but <laughs> I know, I know. It's a, yeah. But anyway, like, it should say that. It shouldn't, like, the entire news should not be about Impact World Champion is closet racist. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, there, there've been, uh, there've been multiple other stories that have uh, come up about her, you know, personal being uh, like she worked for NXT quite a few times, but never actually ended up signing a contract. And a lot of people claim, um, that the reason why they didn't sign her to a contract was because uh, she had been dating Ricochet. They split. It wasn't a good split. Obviously, WWE was already invested into Ricochet, um, at least at the NXT level. Eh, not so much main roster wise, but um, you know they were already invested into Ricochet, and they didn't want it to be an issue in the PC if she has a poor attitude because of their bad breakup. And that's why they passed on signing her. Um, you know, uh, Ricochet has gone on on record stating that, you know, about the whole, uh, like, you know, you know why why you know, people pry on celebrities and sports stars. You know, like why are you guys no longer together? And I guess he's said, "quote She's just not a good person." So. You know, it, it it kind of builds things up, and it's like it does put that tarnish on there, like you were saying. I mean, this this should be a moment that should kind of be celebrated, really, and it's going to have that tarnish on there because of that. It's it's going to have tarnish on there because of how people think in in ways just in general, which I'll come back to here in a second. But you know, it's it it really is going to have that tarnish and, and the like i said the the woman in question her name is la rosa negra so you know it's it's essentially it translates to black rose i yeah. think right yeah um so her her name actually is negra i mean could you know playing devil's advocate on could she could tessa have just said like Negra and maybe it came out and sounded wrong type of thing. I don't know. Um, she, La Rosa did uh, issue like a statement stating that she doesn't expect an apology or anything of that nature. She, you know, she's glad that this was all brought up, but she wants to move past it herself as well too. She doesn't like talking about her personal life. And this is something she feels that's in her personal life, not her in ring life. So, I mean, it, I just, it, I, I just, I mean, it's, it's, it's something like that as a culture that we've had, um, that it stemmed from our social media usage and everybody wants to sit here and act pious and look down on, on Tessa Blanchard and say, you know, like, Oh, how dare you say those things? And it's like, yes, there's no room for that sort of hate filled comments based on somebody's color of their skin. But, Again, we all like everybody that listens to this thing needs to remember I'm not perfect. 
there's in no way, shape, or form can I sit here and throw stones at Tessa Blanchard for making a mistake in the past when, you know, I make made a mistake today, you know, or will make mistakes later in the future and everything, you know. So we'll make like, plenty of mistakes on this podcast that I'll edit tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's one of those things like we just need to, you know, can we calm down with this and understand, yeah, you can say that to that person and you can question them on like, hey, you know, if you're going if you're willing to say this sort of thing, then you need to own up to this. But, you know, it doesn't have to be aired dirty laundry. It just sounds like two two women bickering, you mm-hmm. know, and one looking really salty because she wasn't a she's not a world champion of the rep wrestling organization. And mm-hmm. airing some dirty laundry now because she has this woman has the limelight, you know? It, yeah. I just don't like it. No, and I agree. You know, and like I said, it put it puts it puts a tarnish on things. And speaking of tarnish on things, did you see the condition of like Impact made a big deal about oh we got new belts. Spoiler alert, they're just the same belts with the blue of the impact painted red. Um yeah. and uh, uh I can't remember his name, but he, it's at Belt Fan Dan on Twitter. Uh, he I, I believe he he's the guy behind uh uh well belts by Dan. He's a belt maker. He he's you know he spilled a lot of uh information about like new belt designs things of that nature and he tweeted about the belts you know because they did up close pictures of them like wow you guys actually paid someone to repaint part of your belt but you didn't pay them to actually polish the plate itself because they look like they like the paint job is fine but the the plate of the belt looks like trash it it really does speaking of and i yeah i agree with you but did you happen to see the thing with Mojo Raleigh in the twenty four seven belt? Um, I knew he had won the title after uh, Lesnar put Truth out of his misery, um, and he said something about wanting to like change what the belt means and not running away all the time or something like that. So... Yeah, I mean, I think it's a like twenty four seven has been like a comic relief moment, you know. And like, it's been good. I mean, it, it it highlights, you know, like they've been able to use it on different Fox shows and all of that sort of stuff. And it's, it's, I think it's a good tool, but I like that they're finally using it in a way that like can actually highlight someone, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a, this is that pro that promo that he cut because there was a promo that he cut where he was, cleaning the 24-7 belt championship. And he's standing there and he's polishing it with all this stuff. And in, and in the background is his is the diplomas from his two degrees from the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, talking about, you know, how, you know, you know, this, this belt, you know, needs to mean something other than just, you know, run and hide. He's like, he's like, I won it. He's like, and I was, I was the first person to not run away immediately upon winning it. He's like, so if you want, he's like, basically like, Oh, like calling, like, if you want some, some of this, then come get it, you know, but I'm not running anywhere. I'm not hiding it. 
and it's just I, I think it was a good character arc. That so I you were talking about polishing titles and stuff like that, and he was saying how he was polishing the coward off of it. And I, I liked it. It was a really good promo. Nice. Yeah, I, I didn't actually see that. Um, but that's cool. I, I I do hope they do more like I'd like to see the return like the you know, they called it back originally, um, the time limit or the time limit title matches for like the hardcore championship and then they did them with like the the world championships uh yeah uh in the the scramble match i i like the the scramble match i mean when would you ever actually think other than the wwe championship scramble match would you ever say that the brian kendrick is the current wwe champion uh, you know, <laughs> and obviously he didn't end up winning that match. He was only the champion during the match, which didn't officially count in the records. But sure enough, there's a picture online that says the Brian Kendrick current WWE champion. So which with that, I just came up with an amazing gimmick idea. And I, I know, he, you know, I'm just I'm just thinking now is. What if you had like a scramble match, but it was an Iron Man match, like with multiple people? So and... multiple people, a time limit, and whoever gets the most pinfalls wins. Yeah, and okay. like, and and it's not just whoever ended up with the the because they did that like it was like almost like a King of the Hill type thing where you had to pin the champion. That one was okay. But like, if the Iron Man match was like that, they could have like they could have multiple belts on the line. Like the the winner, the person with the most, could win this belt, and the second, I don't know, It'd be interesting. I dig it. Uh, I like that idea. Hey Hunter, I know you're listening. Book it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're looking for an idea to introduce a mid card title in the UK, right? I mean, come on, there you go. Jansen just laid it out for. You. Yeah. Um, make make Farva make Farva earn his uh, UK championship because apparently yeah. it is now officially the NXT UK championship. They actually changed the belt and everything, I guess, too. So, well, I think they just they, the belt design is pretty cl- similar. I think. They oh, just it's it, it's almost exactly the same. They just removed the WWE logo from the shield and put the NXT logo in instead. It, it's uh, same how they did on the women's belt. That, yeah, that's but... that's the only difference. That belt is my favorite in all it's, of it. It's still a beautiful belt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, uh, you know, I like the shape of the big of the big logo. You know, you obviously know I like the big logo because um, I, I do own a big logo belt. Uh, but the, the UK championship is uh, it is definitely beautiful. It, ta- it takes the idea of the big logo belt but makes it pr- like uh, regal. So Yeah. Um, but ba- <laughs> back to the whole Blanchard thing. So we already kind of talked about the controversial part of things. You know, in another controversial part, I mean, we we are talking about a woman as the world champion of you know uh, a a nationally recognized brand. Um, uh, obviously, we already talked about other two women winning championships, but those weren't technically world titles. This one is like recognized as a world title. At least I think it still is. Um, yeah. I know. I know for a while there, uh, it was questionable. Uh, PWI was not recognizing it as a world title, but yeah. 
Um, I feel like since that point in time, it's got its legitimacy back with some of the people who have held it. Um, so, uh, Booker T uh, took to his podcast or an interview, whatever he was doing, and he he was basically he did not hold back uh, against uh, Impact and Tessa Blanchard. Um, not necessarily against her, but I'll, 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 I'll read you like a snippet. So I'm not holding my judgment on it. Big ups to Tessa Blanchard because she's good. She's really good at what she does, but this is the worst idea for impact wrestling in the history of the company. It is really that bad. It's worse than paying me 10 grand for a six hour power commercial that never aired. Um, because now all the men in the company, if they ever, if they wrestle her and she beats them, it diminishes every guy in the company. I mean, who's the top guy in the company now? I cannot see the man Becky Lynch wrestling Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. I mean, this is the worst idea in the history of wrestling. It really is. It makes me question and wonder if someone tried to blow this thing up on purpose. Because blow this thing up on purpose, like somebody said. Let's see how bad we can mess this up. So he didn't hold back, and there, there's more to to the portion of things, but I think he got the right idea. And I, I hate to say it, I, I do kind of agree with him because you know there there is there is a division for a reason. And yes, you know you look at some of the women that have been in there in in wrestling. China, for instance, you know, she won the Intercontinental Championship and she did beat a man to win the Intercontinental Championship. But I mean, she was a redonkulously jacked woman. You know, yeah, everyone I mean, was all like, is she even a woman? Are we sure she's a woman? <laughs> yeah. Like that was always the question that was in my mind was like, this is not an actual woman that, you know, can't and, be. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, like, okay. Like, yeah, she was bigger than, you know, like, I mean, I guess, I mean, like, Back in the day, like I could have, I, I mean, I could envision like an awesome winning a, a championship. I could envision like Beth Phoenix in her prime, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I could see those, you know, but no, like, and, and I agree with Booker on that. Booker, Booker. Uh, is, you know, like it, it would be unheard of. It would be Andy Kaufman esque for a man to go and vie for the women's heavyweight championship. Yeah, well, think about think about the backlash that uh, Santino Morella got when they entered him in the Miss Re- WrestleMania uh, Battle Royale, and he won as Santina Morella. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then you know, like if you had you know something along those lines. I mean, that's one of the things that I I will give AEW props for is the fact that they allowed the an inter, like intergender wrestlers into the female division, but did not make her the champion. You know, like mm-hmm. like like okay, but you know, because if you immediately go to that person, then it it's just going to it's just going to blow up. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I agree with Booker. Like it's one of those things like you either make her like the most ultimate baby face and then have somebody like win dirty 
quickly because you know anybody that faces her for that and loses she, I mean she just could not possibly have a long run there's mm-hmm. just no way yeah and and when you do have her when you do have her defend that again you know and I I apologize I'm not incredibly familiar with a lot of the talent that is in impact wrestling anymore but you know so I'll just use her beating Sam Callahan excuse me um but i'll just use her beating sammy callahan um yeah she again incredibly talented and i mean she's she's a built woman she's not china built she's a built woman but still he lost he lost to a girl okay so that kind of like that's going to tarnish him when you think about a lot of the wrestling fans in the world who for the longest time, you know, there's a reason why women are just now like starting to kind of come to their own. Think about that mentality. If you get what I mean. So, so a girl beat him. Okay. Well now when she faces, uh, I know Rob Van Dam is in uh, impact. What happens when Rob Van Dam challenges for the impact world championship, Rob Van Dam, 30 year veteran, one of the, one of the, you know, most talented people to come out of the nineties and early through ECW and, uh, and WWE and, and in TNA, you know, he's a former multi-time, uh, TNA world champion. He's a former WWE world champion and Tessa Blanchard beats him, beats him clean. What does that do for a little bit of the credibility, you know, to the, to the, it's still real to me. Damn it. People, you know, it, it's it, it there's no way they could legitimize this um she'll she'll drop it back to callahan uh sooner as opposed to later um or or they'll just make like a thing well oh well despite the fact that we let her compete for the title um uh, you know a woman can't be the world champion yada 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 blah 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 you know some kayfabe bs reason or something yeah so, I don't know. I mean, it, it it should be interesting to see. It's definitely going to put some eyes on Impact Wrestling for the first time in quite some time. Um, you know, uh, it, it 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 should be interesting to see what happens because Impact hasn't had a good run over the past mm, ten years at this point now. Um, you know, they haven't done well to hold on to some of, the, including their champions. Like three of the last four champions. Uh, I believe walked out of the company, you know, after losing their title, uh, and like the only, you know, like contract. So they they were done. You know, yeah, that was it. They didn't do anything to actually like try to keep some of these talented people. And and one could make the argument about, you know, when we're talking about like the Austin Aries of the world, you know, he's not exactly known for being the best guy backstage type of thing. So maybe it was their decision to to not keep him around because of that. But I mean, still he was their champion and they, they took the belt off of him. His contract ended and he, he dipped. So I don't know is what it is, I guess. But, um, so that's the vast majority of our show tonight. Let's keep it under an hour. So uh, kudos to us. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about, uh, really is, uh, so we kind of laid down a bit of a challenge or I guess when I say we, me uh laid down a bit of a challenge um 
we have uh, some friends, and we I know we've res- referenced them before. We have some friends that do a wrestling podcast as well, too. They are the uh, Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast uh, by the Media Junkies brand. And so in the past, I know, you know, Jansen's been a part of my game. Uh, Michael, who's on the uh, Gimmick Minute, has been part of my game. But I- I've done this prediction game, basically where – like a few episodes ago, we made our predictions as to who we think will win. Well, long and short of it is, who do you predict is going to win? Sometimes there's like special gimmicky questions or whatever. I laid down the challenge. The Reality Check Wrestling Podcast versus the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast in a prediction game uh, supremacy. Okay. So there are three of them. There are only two of me and Jansen. So I have invited my wife, Veronica, who you've heard on the show before, to be the third member of Team Reality Check. And we are going to stomp them because, <laughs> because let's face it, we are. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, Gre- Gresser, Gresser watches most of his wrestling in uh, YouTube clips like 15 minutes before he records. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little shade at, at him. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be... Uh, talking to him tomorrow uh his birthday's coming up so i can throw a little shade at him plus i know he actually won't listen to this he doesn't even listen to his own podcast that he's on so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so it's uh so it's me jansen and veronica gonna face off against jason michael and kevin of gimmick minute uh we're gonna run wwe nxt and aew events uh starting with worlds collide up to WrestleMania and whoever has the most points will be the prediction game champion as it were. Um, you know, just for fun, nothing else really on bragging rights and a little cross promotion and, you know, just fun. Um, if we do have anyone out there who hasn't listened to the gimmick minute reality, po- uh, gimmick minute reality podcast, man, I'm, uh, I'm on it. There you go. Um, the gimmick minute wrestling podcast. It's a pretty funny show. Um, they tend to talk a lot more main roster, like raw and SmackDown. They dabble in AEW and NXT where I think me and Jansen kind of stick a lot to. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it should be fun. Um, I will actually, Jason inter- did an interview with for their upcoming episodes. So if you want to hear more from me and listen to them, you can, do so as well too on the next episode. But uh yeah, it should be fun. I'm 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 looking for you to definitely help carry this team, sir, because I know the last year that we did the game, uh you were definitely annihilating everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do I do I do a fairly good job at this game. But yeah, it uh it should be fun. I think we're going to have a good time with it. Uh, I'm sure that my wife is incredibly excited to play with us as well, too. Um, she always she always did do the prediction game with us, and she always was very good, too. I think one of the years she actually won or was at least very, very close to winning. Um, it kind of made me kind of made me question whether she won wrestling. But <laughs> I know that's I know that's definitely not true. Usually I have to force her to watch it. So, but yeah. So, uh, uh, you got anything to talk about real quick tonight? 
No, I think we touched base on pretty much all of it. Awesome. Well, that's our episode for tonight, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. As you all already didn't, we got two words for you. But uh, yeah, really do do legitimately hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and as always, f- please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app if there's any type of rating system. Uh, don't hesitate to uh, hopefully give us a good rating. We do appreciate it. Still waiting on the Apple Podcast approval, um, but we are on most uh, most big apps, uh, including like Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Spotify. Spotify was the big one I couldn't think of. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, Spotify. Woo-hoo. Um, we're fancy in the world, you know, with our whole episode seven of our, mm-hmm. you know, we just sit around and talk about wrestling for an hour. Uh, <laughs> all right, everyone, you have a great night. Uh, thanks again for listening. Take care.